0: i got my air guitar out this morning hey thanks for joining me on the meg ellison show here's your chance to call in and weigh in on the topics of the morning 715-845-2155 have at it good morning you're on with meg
1: meg it's ace
0: ace how are you man
1: i'm great are you ready to have your day made
0: well lay it on me i'm always oh. ready to have my day made and this early gosh that would be fantastic.
1: Well, here it comes. My son decided to move back from Minneapolis to La Crosse, and uh, he signed the lease this morning, and he moves on June 1st.
0: Oh, my gosh. I'm so happy for you. That's so exciting. La Crosse is a great town, too.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's got its issues, but it's not Minneapolis.
0: And it's not Wausau. (laughs) Just kidding.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of the equivalent of Wausau, though. I see every every time I hear you talk about your city, it seems pretty comparable to what I experience in in the city that I work in. So, but, so how far uh, away yeah.
0: from home is it for? I mean, how far is lacrosse from your home?
1: Uh, about 22 miles.
0: Wow, great! So, yeah. when, when does he when does he move back?
1: June first.
0: Oh wow, that's great. Well, good.
1: Yeah. So Hooray! I, I'm Prayer, prayers. Prayers. Uh, I, I I bet some of your readers, after they heard my uh, description of what happened to them, I bet they prayed for me and my family and my son, and and maybe you did it as well. So I just want to say thank you to anyone who took part in that. Yeah, of prayers, are, prayers are answered, and miracles do still happen in our world. So, well, I'll
0: tell you, it gives me hope because, you know, I haven't shared a ton, but um, I've got what I would say is um, a, God's marvelous work in progress in one of my sons, and uh, I pray for him all the time, and boy, it would be really something to have him, uh, well, turn a corner like your son has. So yeah, I'm very, very yeah. happy for you, and it gives me hope.
1: Yeah. can I uh, Can I make a second attempt at making your day?
0: You don't even have I to ask. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I, your your teacher uh, guest that is leaving uh, Minnesota and ending up in North Dakota. Yes. I, um, you know, I, it, it just, I, I know you and I are classic rockers. Yes. Uh, by heart. Yeah, yeah man. but, you know, you know, it, it, it's sort of the whole thing. Sort of reminded me. I mean, this, here's a man with some serious integrity,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it, it reminded me of a, a, a country song from Aaron Tippin. And I, you're, you might you might have a little cringe here, but I'm going to attempt to sing it, okay? And it it's well, you've got to stand for something, or you'll fall for anything. <laughs> You've got to be your own man, not a puppet on a string. Never compromise what's right or uphold your family name. You've got to stand for something or you'll fall for anything. Man, well I that, mean that well done. That man Excellent. That man's got integrity. He's he's leaving uh, a Ah, uh, probably uh, financially. I'm guessing uh, uh, a big opportunity in Mini Minnesota, and he's going to a, a small seventh grade to twelfth grade yeah. science teacher, and mm-hmm. he's the only one. Mm-hmm. I, I that gave me goosebumps.
0: Well, and and I mean, you could you could tell you could hear it in his voice that he was at peace with the decision, and you know, I guess he, and like he described, sort of like me. When, or my husband too. When we make decisions, oh my gosh, it's it's a lot of a lot of research. There's no rash decision decisions made in our lives. No. At least I don't know if, if you are the same way. But um, well w- well done. Maybe you have now you have a country music career. So it's Aaron <laughs> Tippin. I'll I'll uh, I'll dig that up and play it. Uh, we'll we'll compare versions. Your cover version and then Aaron's original, and we'll see we'll see uh, which one is. Uh, is more popular with the listeners
1: you're awesome meg you have a great day <laughs>
0: thanks for calling in always wonderful to hear from you ace you have a say, great day say, as well
1: say hi dear husband. we
0: will do take care okay
1: bye well, bye now bye. ace
0: 715-845-2155 if you'd like to join the conversation okay so <clears throat> i alluded to this more than alluded to this i saw this uh, reported just last evening our friends with uh, wisconsin right now uh, I get all of their notifications for uh, on on their X account, and this is one of the articles: Wisconsin Elections Commission clarifies absentee ballot rules. Infuriates me. I my opinion is that the entire Wisconsin Elections Commission has to be abolished. And and I did chat with uh, briefly talked with Scott Krug, or he he mentioned that or alluded to that on Friday. When he called in, and I'm, I, I've been in touch with him. I'm going to get him on the show, um, sometime later on this week, and we will, uh, discuss this, uh, in more detailed, uh, uh well, in, in a more detailed manner. So here's here's what the Wisconsin Elections Commission. You know what I have I've decided, and and I you know I'm not I I'm not a hundred percent sold on it, but at at this point I I'm. Open to it, you know. As much as I am very, um, let me see. Concerned would be one word, and suspect of artificial intelligence. I'm almost thinking that we we would be better off with AI handling the role that Wisconsin Elections Commission uh, fills. There are six individuals, three Republicans sup- supposedly, and three Democrats. And and you know, sometimes I think we have to do a, we have to, I mean, if, if the Wisconsin Elections Commission, which is just a gab, Government Ac- Accountability Board 2.0, I mean, let's face it, that's what it is. If, uh, I, I guess I just believe that uh, the vetting process for those on the Wisconsin Elections Commission needs to be better. And, you know, I know that there's one, um there's one member of the Wisconsin Elections Commission, and why I can't think of his name at the moment. Uh, I, I can I can kind of see it, but uh, I I want to say his first name. Nope, not even going to take a guess on it. But anyway, I know that there's one that is rock solid conservative, but I'm not so certain about the other two. However, I'm not sure, and and I guess I will, uh, I will have to look into this more to determine if this was a unanimous decision on their part. But they have, this is what they've said, Um, the commission, so they've clarified the rules for absentee ballots, and the commission told clerks to err on the side of counting ballots and issued five specific clarifications. Yep, you got it. I just got a text message. Oh, you got to love my friends. Bob Spindell, you got it, that's the one. Um, anyway, they've issued five specific clarifications as to when ballots are not to be rejected. And so, and, and I mean, I, I would imagine if you're listening right now, you just gave me the Bob Spindell, you probably have an opinion about what I'm gonna say. And I'm open to your opinion about this. But with regard to the absentee ballot, it may not be rejected if, and here are the following uh Here's the following, I guess, clarification. The witness's street number, street name, and municipality are present, but there is neither a state name nor a zip code provided. Okay, you know, and sometimes I just think about, okay, so the more information that someone includes on their absentee ballot, the more likely you can have confidence that it is indeed the person that they claim to be when they fill out an absentee ballot, because, you know, I I, I can forgive the state, you know, Wisconsin, but I mean, don't you want to be as precise and as thorough as possible on your absentee ballot? If you are not, I guess I just say, you know what, why are you voting in the first place? I mean, come on. And let me tell you, if there were a, and I'm not saying that we're paying anybody for votes, but if there were some sort of monetary amount involved in, uh, if, if you only can be assured of receiving a check, let's just say a tax refund, you have to include your entire address on whatever, y- your tax return, which I kind of believe you do, uh, then I would imagine it would be, p- people would be filling out their absentee ballot th- very thoroughly, don't you think? So I, it just, it, it really bothers me that someone can't be, and I mean, we are talking about adults. We're not talking about grade school kids filling out an absentee ballot, presumably, um, but for, 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 for adults that really should be responsible enough to include their entire addresses, Ugh, it's so annoying to me. But anyway, so with that said, so again, absentee ballots may not be rejected, and this is per the Wisconsin Elections Commission, if the street number, street name, and municipality are present, but there is no state name or zip code. Okay, here's another clarification. The witness's street number, street name, and zip code are present, but there is neither a municipality nor a state name provided. Okay, so that means that, okay, and I'm just reading this again. No municipality or state. Really? You can't just throw in there wassa or Rib Mountain or Wisconsin Rapids or whatever. Whatever town you reside in, I don't understand that. The witness's street number and street name are present and match the street number and street name of the voter, but no other address information is provided. Okay, that's another one. And then, And then finally... The witness certification indicates that the witness's address is the same as the voter's address with any or any combination of the following words, same, same address, same as voter, same as above, see above, ditto, or by using quotation marks and or an arrow or line pointing to or from the voter address. Why? Why are we? We're supposed to make it easy to vote, but difficult to cheat. Why do we have to continue to go through these, what I would consider to be just common sense? Do you know your address or don't you? Can you fill it out completely or not? I mean, and this is just, I, I guess, sort of a, 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 I guess a symptom of what's wrong with our society today is that nobody's required to adhere to any specific Rules. Oh, except if you are filling out a school choice application, then we're gonna need ten forms of ID, and you're gonna have to give blood and uh, donate. Well, I, you know, the, the, it's it's ridiculous. It it truly is. There's no consistency in uh, in today's world, I guess. So anyway, the uh, the judge told the Elections Commission to instruct local election clerks how to handle absentee ballot witness slips that are missing part of the witness's address. I don't know. I just, in my opinion, it's just another ruling that opens up another opportunity for fraud. And so when it comes to absentee ballots, I guess what I will say is I have a lot of confidence in our elections officials here in Marathon County. I am very confident in uh, our county clerk's ability to uh, be as honest and uh, and to show integrity that we would expect with our elections. I obviously don't know the county clerk in Milwaukee County or Dane County, and I don't know any of the elections officials, and so that, that concerns me that they don't have the same standards same values that our county clerk up here has, but it's frustrating to me. So anyway, I am going to take your calls now. I, I would imagine you might have something to say about this or any other topic that uh, I've discussed this morning. 715-845-2155. Good morning. You're on with Meg. Morning. Morning. You're on the air.
2: Yes, this is Bob from Neillsville. Hello, Bob. How are you? Good, good. It seems interesting the discussion you're having now about how little information is required on the ballot and still be valid, and the and the specifics that they were requiring in this you were, what you were talking about earlier with the school choice uh, information. I,
0: I I wholeheartedly agree. Isn't it? Uh, isn't it? I don't know if it, I it would be considered ironic as much as it is uh, certainly is a double standard.
2: Definitely. Yeah, I thought. Thought it was quite interesting to, the the uh, two different contrasting uh, requirements.
0: Well, and, and I mean, I think about the solemn privilege I consider it is to vote, and why we wouldn't be um, consistent with. I mean, if if are the requiring the, they the requirements to apply for the school choice program are so difficult then why wouldn't we also, and and difficult is probably not the right term, they demand perfection or they demand it to be thorough, but yet when it comes to absentee voting or it comes to voting at all, we wouldn't have the same standard. We wouldn't apply the same standard.
2: Yes, definitely. It bothers me how how concerned the uh, Democrats are protecting a person's right to vote and be damned having uh, any identification presented whatsoever. It just it just upsets me.
0: I agree, and and you know I mean I think it's even a stretch for Democrats, some Democrats, to even acknowledge that an ID is is really just a the bare minimum requirement. I mean you should be. I mean for, for with all the other. Uh, circumstances in our lifetimes where we're required to provide produce an identification uh, a, a proof of identification that voting wouldn't be held to that same standard it's just it's beyond me I, I do not understand how uh, and and frankly I'll tell you based on my conversation and I didn't cover this this morning with uh, the gentleman from Minnesota the teacher but if I'm not mistaken, I do not believe that voter ID, is required in Minnesota. I could be wrong on that, but I know that there, I, I, believe if I, I believe that I read that, that there was opposition to requiring someone to have an ID because, you know, Democrats always claim, oh, it's racist, and I, I think that it's actually racist to, to, to tell someone that's a, a non-white person that they aren't capable of producing an identification card in order to vote on Election Day.
2: I agree with you totally.
0: Well, Bob from Nealsville, thanks so much for calling in. I appreciate it. Thank you. Have a great day.
2: You You too.
0: Thanks. 715-845-2155. Good morning. You're on with Meg.
2: Yeah, this is Phil calling from Stevens Point. You know, shouldn't these be the things that we should be teaching kids in school? I learned a lot of this stuff when I was in school. They touched on it a little bit. I learned what municipality I live in. You know, if you're in a city, a village, or a town, and it's like, I don't know what the hell we're spending money on these schools for, and these kids come out and they don't even know how to write an address or nothing like that. We learned that stuff in second and third and fourth grade. Yeah, how do you find your house? Course, that's when American education was number one in the world, then centered on touchy feely and clubs and all this extracurricular stuff. You went there to learn. Right. And now this is what we're stuck with now. Boy, what a what a disaster this country's becoming.
0: Well, I mean, it, it, Phil, it's, it's like. You learn how to function in society. I mean, isn't that just like the bare minimum? Is If if you don't know well, exactly, your address, how do you find of your host? I
2: marks and all that too because I fill, I circulate nomination papers for candidates. And it specifically says on there, and I have to go back sometime, drive 20, 30 miles because I didn't catch it right away, that they either put the wrong municipality on or ditto marked everything, you know. For example, if a person lives in the town of Knowlton or Gunter, that comes under a e, um zip code five four four five five. They just put Mosin-E. E. No, it's not the city of Mosni. E. it's Gunther and Oakman. be specific right I live in Town Hall at Stevens Point. We're actually divided into two zip codes but you know and people don't get this. I don't understand it you know it's very simple math.
0: You know what I I'll ask you. Um, have you ever have you ever entered a publisher's clearinghouse sweepstakes before?
2: No, but my mother has, not she's getting barraged with the
0: mail. (laughs) Well, the the reason I ask is I would imagine that someone who is in in opposition to filling out their address completely on an absentee ballot, I would imagine if they were promised millions of dollars from the publisher's clearinghouse, they'd certainly make sure that they had their address on that form uh, very thorough, because otherwise they may not find them. I mean, you know, it's just it it just goes to show how ridiculous and absurd it is that uh, we're 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 doing if someone doesn't take the privilege of voting seriously. By including, you know, by following simple, basic rules about including their address, then they shouldn't be voting. I mean, well, you know, right. and end story. the
2: sad part is I think a bigger part is this TV, these nighttime comic shows, it's Kimmel and Colbert, they make oh, a joke out of all that guys. stuff. And that's just what 95% of the people believe, you know. Yeah. And, it, and it's pretty sad, you know, that it's got to come to that. There's a very serious matter who you vote for or how you vote. There's countries where they wish they could vote and they can't do it, you know.
0: Well, and I mean, think about this. I don't. I I haven't talked about this, uh, but I was reminded of it in Ukraine. I'm going to be talking with Senator Ron Johnson tomorrow about the endless funding to Ukraine. But uh, um, they, Zelensky suspended the election in Ukraine. So those people weren't even. I mean, even if they did have the proper documentation to show that they were citizens of Ukraine, they couldn't vote because the uh president or whatever his title is he wouldn't he t-shirt man he canceled it yeah oh yeah it's i mean he's almost <laughs> yeah i don't want to rip on uh senator john fetterman because it seems to me he's kind of changing his tune and i'm kind of starting well, to like
2: the like that's saying where the dollar's going and how yeah. it's spent yeah. hopefully well
0: right and and you know i don't know if maybe that my dad always used to say you know sometimes you need a good clunk on your head to think straight and maybe i don't know well, that's maybe that's true. what
2: happened I mean it. i've had that happen to me it's a, <laughs> called the school of hard knocks right so right
0: yeah and and i mean yeah. hey you're a, you're a graduate too huh <laughs> <laughs>
2: fall off a horse you know how to ride again next time you know not to fall off there was no suing or squeaking and crying about it right. you just did it and it yep. was that simple yep you like did it and you liked training it training in the military crapping it off the pot it was that simple
0: <laughs> right you know? well phil you are my last call a delight to hear from you uh this morning and well, thank ho- you hope you have a wonderful day thank
2: you and happy valentine's thank day thank you and- Thanks for the freedoms we got, to everybody. Yeah, that fought for it. Absolutely. Take care. Yep.
0: We'll talk again soon. Hey, I got a boogie. Hope you have a wonderful day. And you know what? Hey, if you want, if you're if you're a resident of Wausau, six thirty p.m. is when this uh, possible. Well, I I think that they are going to be discussing this uh, lead water pipe hysteria that's going on in, uh, well, in uh, the city of Wausau. So stay tuned. I'll be talking about it, of course, tomorrow. But uh, the meeting itself, if you want to pop popcorn and attend in person, maybe enter into public comments, you've got an opportunity to do so tonight, 6.30 p.m. Got a boogie. Hope you have a great day. Talk with you again tomorrow. God bless.